Hey, everybody. I love the clap. <laughs> Welcome to Fish Drunk again. I'm Dan. I'm Jesse. And um, we have episodes out now. So um, if you're just hearing this first one, there's two others before it. Um, the first one, we forgot to introduce ourselves, so we retroactively made another one. Well, we um, purposely just ourselves. recorded it as two guys having a conversation, so it felt like it was just, here's a conversation that someone's having. Yeah, I guess. So but... you could be creepers who just listen to someone else's conversation. Yeah, because, I mean, you eavesdrop. We we all do it. So, that put, was just... You put in your headphones at work and pretend to have music on, but you yeah. know what you're doing. You're listening yeah. to your co-workers it's gossip. Just, it's eavesdropping, um, but we're encouraging you to do it, I guess. It's like voyeurism without... I'm going to stop that there. Yeah. <laughs> Arrests were made. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys. So, um, Are we going to start with your topic today? You, yeah. You have a good one. On this hot New Jersey night. Yeah. So um, for those of you who have just discovered this as well, it's a lot of video games and music talk. And we live in New Jersey, so we, that comes up a lot. Because people from this state are super, super proud of that. Um, at least I am, because fuck it, you know. I'm not from here! Yeah. Look at this crazy birth certificate! <laughs> it says Oregon! Oh god, are you like Obama? Uh, Oregon kind of sounds like Obama. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Um, but yeah, so my first my first thing when I was uh, coming up with ideas for what to do for the episodes, because like shooting the shit is fun, but... Um, that can only go so far if we don't have at least some sort of a structure to it, but, um... Avant-garde podcasting. Yeah. I mean, we're on the frontier. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, if you're listening to this, you're probably into video games, and I came up with a question, um, randomly one day. What, if you, like, were a character that, if you were a person that was going to be inserted into a video game, what, like, role would you want to play? Would you want to be a friendly NPC? Would you want to be a boss? Would you want to be a generic enemy? So your likeness is seen all the time and is probably hated by whoever the player is? Would you want to be, like, the friend of the player? Would you want to be just, like, a party member? Do you want to be the cuck? Do you want to be the cuck? <laughs> Nobody wants to be the cuck. But, yeah, so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. My answer to this, I guess, since I came up with the topic, I would love to just be like, for those of you who have played the Elder Scrolls games, that was a fan. Um, for those of you who have played... That was an adoring it, fan. Yeah. Hey! Um, so, I love Easter eggs in video games. I just like Easter eggs, actually, though. Yeah, I mean, Easter eggs are nice. Cadbury... Now I'm talking the kind you paint yourself, because then when you make uh, uh, egg salad out of them, they kind of have different colors. I told you every episode I'm going to bring some type of food talk into this. Yeah, that's true. We talk about food, too. We like food. We like good food. We like fancy food. We like expensive food. That's going to come up. Well, that's why it's fish junk. That was the first episode. Exactly. Explaining what fish junk is. Yeah, sushi's expensive. Anyway. Not at Sushi Kingdom, 173 no, in Kingdom. New Jersey. The best all-you-can-eat sushi place I've ever been to. Which isn't um, saying much, but... Not saying a lot, but it's pretty significant, the jump. Anyway, um, I love Easter eggs in video games. And, uh, like, my favorite thing is just, like, discovering, like, cool little things that the developers kind of slip in there to see if anybody notices or anybody gets the reference. So, 
If you've ever played the Elder Scrolls games, you're probably familiar with a character called Maik the Liar. Oh, you cheeky cunt. loves to talk about things that are about, you know, previous games. I would love to be a character like that. Just, like, you see him every once in a while, and you're like, oh, hey, it's, like, you. And then you talk to him, and he has something, like, kind of interesting to say that, like, sounds like bullshit if you're, like, new, but it's really just, like, him talking about... Um, or, like, him referencing something that, you know, um, that you would understand if you've played, like, the previous game. Like, I would love to be, like, that character. Or just, like, a friendly shop guy. I don't know. I'm pretty simple like that. Um, I'd rather not be killed. And that's a good way to not be killed. Um, yeah, I mean, like, probably... 10 years ago, I would have said, I would love to be a boss character. But I'm a simple man. I live a simple lifestyle, I think, sort of. Um, I like consistency in my life. And an NPC doesn't get more consistent than that. You don't have to die all the time. Simplicity from the guy who I just saw a picture of your new pedal board. Yeah, okay, besides music, I make everything really fucking complicated. With yeah, music. how much... Per- <laughs> By the way, the fact that we're in a fucking mathcore band doesn't exactly scream simple. Yeah, also that. I don't know. Music, I like being complicated and annoying and challenging myself and stuff. But, you know, other other aspects of my life. I'm a simple man. So, um, I would, yeah, I'd love to be, like, the Easter egg character or, like, an NPC. Like, just somebody that, like, you're stoked every time you see them. Pretty much. So do I keep in the same game as you or, like, an overall? Because, like... The thing is, like, if I'm going to be an NPC, like, it's just any NPC? Yeah. Or, like, like can I be, like, the, the protagonist? Can I be a playable character? You can be the protagonist. You can be a playable character. What I want to be is I want to be someone you can co-op with. Okay. I want to be, like, so Dark Souls the you can summon Solaire. Yeah. I want to be him. Like, not necessarily Solaire, yeah. but I like the fact that you're like, man, this boss is giving me a lot of trouble. Where's my homie at? Yeah. Like, I want to be that. You want to be the homie. I want to be the one who comes in the saving hour, but I don't want to be the player character. Yeah. I don't want to be... too much work. I don't want to be very important to the story. Yeah, I get that. And, like, I'm kind of the same way where, like, being the protagonist sounds like a whole fucking ordeal. Like, I don't want to have that much pressure on me all the time. If I was the protagonist in Earthbound, I would have said, fuck off, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Which you totally could have done, because who knows if the story actually ever happened. Ooh, Earthbound. Oh, Jesus, you're gonna get MatPat going again. No. That guy... No. No no association with game theory, sorry. <laughs> no, we're gonna actually talk shit in case he's listening, because <laughs> you're a fucking hack now. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You, you wanna start a fucking online drama war? Let's go, MatPat. Oh my god, that'd be funny. Um, the wife's too pretty for you anyway. Oh... <laughs> Shit. Shots fired. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because I always get, like, that, feel, that like, really, like, feeling that, like, you see the Easter egg character and you can tell that people, like, give a shit about the game that they were making, because why the fuck else would they put that into the game? They want to, they put that type of thing in the game because they would be stoked to find it. And, like, yeah, I, I like the idea of the, like, support character too you know what's another good one 
You know, like, you only see a couple of them in a game, but they're, like, they're not bosses or sub-bosses, but they're just kind of, like, the one big motherfucker who fucks your day up. Yeah. Like, the, uh, handyman in Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, like, the not... So, like, one step below, like, a pyramid head. Yeah, they're, like, the... At the, the end game, they come with, like, two or three with a shit ton of just regular enemies. Yeah. I, I want to be that one. Because, like, you get seen enough, and you might be, like, one of the th- one of the things in the game that's like, oh, that's, like, the really iconic part. Like, again, Bioshock, the Big yeah. Daddies. Like, yeah. There's not a lot of Big Daddies compared to just regular Splicers, but, like, well, there's a Big Daddy. It's, an, it's a whole thing with the Big Daddy, yeah. That's a little too... That might be a little too much. Right below the Big Daddy level. I want. I want to be yeah. trying to look over to other games I have, like a Death Claw. Yeah, like a Death Claw. I want to be like. I want to be like that. I want to be like. You might see two of them, but like they're not going to be like the end battle. Yeah. Well, they'd probably be harder than the end battle in the Bethesda game. Yeah, or like the 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 Minotaur from Oblivion. Oh, classic. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh man, that's. I will never forget the moment where I think. I think I was over at your house. When we discovered the unicorn, mm-hmm. and then subse- subsequently discovered that there's a fuck ton of minotaurs protecting said unicorn, no matter what level you're at, that was yeah, terrifying. Yeah, that was one of those areas that doesn't scale with level to you. They were just a solid thirty-five, I think. Yeah, and that was terrifying. And yeah, that game didn't scale like it scaled with you, but that part didn't. Yeah, certain parts didn't scale with yeah. you. Umbra didn't either. Yeah. But that was a great way to get amazing fucking armor early game. Yeah, and you could just hide behind a wall and shoot them until they died. What, what I did for it, we're just going to get into Oblivion Hour, but what I did yeah. was always go to, you know, you remember Umbra, the one, the yeah. Clavicus Vile lady. I'd go get the uh, the lover stone yeah. for that paralyzed touch. Yes, yes. Just get a couple sneak shots off, and then as soon as she came up, paralyzed touch her, and then just hope I could finish her off. And just reload until you could do it. Yeah, there was a, a get an place... NPC follower. Yeah, there was a place in the alien ruin where you could hide and um, just shoot them. Because they would just, like, run in circles, and you could just... Well, you could also get her to... You could get, uh, specifically, Umbra to run into the, the one drop pit. Yeah, also that... <laughs> Oblivion. That was one of the most exploitable games in that generation. Uh, the, the arena glitch where you could, if you took a hit right at the top, you could get up on top of the arena railing and couldn't get hit and just shoot spells down. Yeah. Uh, Admit it, that's how we all beat the three Argonians. Yeah, I mean, that was, yeah. A lot of fond memories of exploiting the shit out of that game, to be honest. It was fun to exploit games back in the day. Yeah, you can't really do that anymore. Everything like well, a, now because they ship and the first thing you're gonna notice is the things that aren't fucking done in the game and yeah. then there's day one DLC and now it's like I can't even look for exploitable things because there's so many fucking broken things. Yeah, I still get broken things on Fallout. Yeah, I mean that's it. Just works. It's part of the charm of Bethesda. I feel like though, like none this of this is games, just turning into Bethesda. Or yeah, again. I mean whatever. <laughs> none of the games are like finished, and that's kind of what I like about it. You, you remember the, uh, the duplication glitch, the Arrow one in Oblivion? Yeah, they fixed that. Right. They <laughs> had that again in Fallout 4, we found. Did they really? There was something to do with a chest. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, like, I don't own a current console. I'm, like, a... 
I hate fucking saying it, but like I'm more of a retro guy. Where so you're a fucking hipster, basically. Where like the lo- the last console I bought was an Xbox 360. Um, I own a PS2. I own a GameCube. My dad at his place owns owns our Intellivision. Um, and I think he still has our Sega Genesis with over 95 games. Um, that's kind of where my shit lies, basically. And I think if I'm going to buy another console, the next thing I'm probably picking up is a Dreamcast. I thought you were going to say the Switch. No. I mean, like, I, I do love the Switch. I do think that the Switch is super, super innovative, and it's fantastic. But for me, like... They can't, like, they can't see my eyes rolling, but if you can edit in a little eye-rolling sound... You you need to try it. Well, the problem is for me that it just it doesn't realistically fit anything I want. Like, sure, it would be great, but you know what I'd use it for? I would use it to play L.A. Noir in bed rather than play L.A. Noir on my couch ten feet away. Yeah. Like, if I worked in the city, I would I would get one because I would just play L.A. Noir. And I, I, okay, I just want to play L.A. Noir really bad. Yeah, I mean, that's a great <laughs> fucking great game. L.A. Noir is a sweet. I game. would love to play it on the train, but like I don't work in the city. I work a mile away. I ride my skateboard to work some days. Like yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like I don't, I don't know. Um, I like the Switch. I, I think like if, in order for me to want to buy it again, um, it would the library would have to be a lot bigger than it is right now. There's just not like a whole ton of like there's games I want to play obviously, but there's not like a whole ton of games that I'm like I need it. They ported Skyrim to it. Buy it! Yeah, no. I'm not buying the same fucking game again that I bought seven years ago, the day that it came out. And that company is still milking that fucking game. We went on for an hour about how much we love their games, and now we're getting... It's because we love you. Yeah, it's because we love you. Stop fucking... Get off of Skyrim. Stop with Skyrim. I don't care anymore. Make one more DLC for Fallout 4. Yeah, like, do anything... last one was really good. Do anything besides Elder Scrolls fucking 5, alright? Like, move on. You're done. Okay? Okay. Um, but yeah, next console I would get, um, definitely the Dreamcast, because that thing was way fucking ahead of its time. People are catching on to that, and people there are still games being developed for it by, like, third-party people. That's a big thing, too, with retro. Um, the whole thing now is um people are starting to develop homebrew games you can go on youtube and just type in homebrew well, that's how undertale started i remember yeah. saying this before we didn't record that conversation but you know if anyone doesn't know undertale started as a halloween mod for earthbound yeah it's um it's really cool because you just see people that are popping up with like new games and they're doing it because it's a passion project like they know that they're not going to sell a million units they might sell a hundred but it's it's really fucking rad. Like, people are still developing for the NES, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the Dreamcast. Uh, the biggest one, I think, is the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy Advance. People are developing the shit out of stuff for the Game Boy Advance because it's really... it's These consoles are, like, really easy to program for and with, like, newer technologies. Um, oh, also the Atari 2600, I found out, is, like, a huge huge one for that. Well, Atari is doing that new console, aren't they? Yeah. They are. Yeah, Atari announced a new console that's going this to be... This is a while ago now, but yeah. we discussed it. Yeah, it's... I'm not even 100% sure what it's like 
being marketed as. Like, I feel like they're trying to um, essentially make a like a retro all-in-one like gaming station or something like that. It's almost like a station that you can play on. Yeah. Well, Some it's not... type of PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not being marketed as this like all-in-one home entertainment thing, which is what the PS4 and the Xbox One were marketed as. Well, because those are both sitting right there, hunks of fucking shit. Yeah. Man, looking at you, Xbox, whose disk drive broke yesterday. Oh, great. That's why it's on its side and cockeyed. Gotcha. So now I was kind of wondering. I can't take my disc out anymore, but I just got to wait until eventually it breaks and I snap and only play my PS4 and my glorious PC Master Race. Yeah. Fuck you, hybrid Master Race. I have all three. Yeah, I'm just... For all of Microsoft's really great exclusives. (laughs) Yeah, not a thing. That's not a thing at all. They um, have Forza, but I've never mentioned this on the show that I have a fucking race license, and Forza is not shit anymore when it comes to actual racing. Yeah. I'm a snob and have to race on my racing simulator seat. Jesus Christ. I know, I want to put, like, uh, like big rigs on it. Dan is currently on his phone in the middle of the podcast. Sorry. Um, I said big rigs on... Simulator. Oh boy. Yeah, the worst. Forced feedback. The most oh my god. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Someone should do a VR remake of that game. That'd be amazing. I'd play the shit out of that. <laughs> it'd be like so. I feel like it'd be so like surreal because you just fall through things. It like, might be so small that they should put it in VR chat. Yeah. I just want to see people like dressed up as Kermit the Frog sitting in. Um, okay, this is my big rig. Here we go. It's time to get frisky with Kremit. That's a great video, by the way. Yeah. Oh my god. That'd be funny. But getting back to the, uh, the topic before of NPCs is maybe a shop owner? Yeah. See, as long as you stay in your shop... Everyone kind of likes you, because you're like, oh, good, a shop owner. Especially, like, if you're the one-off shop guy. I'm trying to think of a good game for it, but, like, you're like, oh, I can only get that thing here. Like, maybe you have, like, the one special item that's, like, if you save up a ton and you have that special one. I want to be that guy, like. (laughs) I just want to help. Yeah, that'd be fun. Or I just want to be, like, the third tier under the boss. Yeah. That'd be fun, too. That would be cool. I'm helping someone either way. Either I'm helping the villain, who, depending on the game, is probably a better outcome than whatever the 12-year-olds who are going to kill God with the power of friendship, or I can help the uh, the player character. Yeah. I think as long as I have good design. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up. Design. Mm-hmm. No matter what I do, I want it to be me, but as the Keiko demon. <laughs> Like, I just want my disembodied head yeah. floating around somewhere. That'd be so funny. I don't care if it's a shop owner, and, like, I don't care if it's super realistic, like, it's Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah. Horrible fucking title for that game, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want... You're like, oh, they said I can go buy this, like, this really nice sword here, and it's just floating head. <laughs> um, Sir? Are you the sword guy? Yeah, I'm the sword guy. Yeah, I'm either going to speak completely normal... 
or in just like babbled weird tongues, just like it's just that weird like complete tonal shift. Like you'd be one of those things that's like a Kojima fourth wall break. Yeah. Oh, that's another character I'd like to be. Can I pick a game specific and can I be a, a friend to Big Boss? Yes. Like, can I be on the entourage of people on the, on the comms and uh, Snake Eater? Yeah. Like, I just want to come on occasionally like that one guy does. I forget his name. Oh, what is that guy? I can't think of his no name. No matter what, it'd have to be a David Bowie reference, though, because it's fucking Hideo Kojima. Yeah. And he knows. He knows David Bowie's God. Pretty much. Anyway. The God of Posers. <laughs> Oh my god. So, yeah, running joke that on the internet right now in our like our weird shit posting music circles. Shit pad shit posting music circles. Yeah, it's like the only real song to ever come out ever is How Far Is Heaven from Los Lonely Boys. It's the 2003 hit single Heaven by Los Lonely Boys. My bad. That's the only real music. Everything else is poser shit. It's true. <laughs> that is 100% true. All those Metallica albums you thought were great, poser shit. All those, trying to think of someone else contemporary. Yeah. Not even contemporary, but someone just like all time. Madonna, all your insyncs. Yeah. Nothing. All pale in comparison. Just all. Metallica, boys. poser shit. Oh, compared yeah. to Los Lonely Boys. <laughs> Except Misery Business is a banger. Nothing can take that away. Yeah. That's a banger. Paramore writes bangers, dude. They've all, they've always been a band. I'm like, I don't get why they get shit. Like, they had two like not great albums, and then everything else has been like pretty good, honestly. Like even their last one was like pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. Female fronted. Yeah, I don't. I it's think... hard to break that stigma when you got like arch enemy running around. That's a really. I don't know. I always thought that's like a really dumb fucking way to categorize music. Cause like, it is, because it can sound nothing alike. The problem is that most of them sound all the fucking same. Yeah. The problem is there is that one could easily mistake Paramore for Coheed in some parts. Yeah, I mean, but that goes to show, like, you know, we fucking love Coheed and Cambria, and that goes to show that Paramore writes cool parts. You know? it's Was it them who did the... Uh... They did the the bridge from One Armed Scissor in a show. Was that Paramore? I think it was Paramore. That's cool. Yeah. Because, like... As we mentioned in Episode Zero, I like At The Drive-In. Yeah, At The Drive-In, sweet. Although, realistically, I just think that album is fucking stellar, and the rest is like, that's okay. Yeah. That's fair. Like... Like, in Casino Out, it's like... Well, in Casino it's good post hardcore, but like it's post hardcore. Yeah, in, Cas- in Casino Out was like a very, like by the books post hardcore album, and then I guess like Relationship of Command was like a huge, like very forward. It was one of those lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it, it, it was like a uh, We Are the Romans. It's yeah. just like Botch's <laughs> entire career. It's just like, how can that be topped? Yeah, that's like not... However, Cedric and Omar said, fuck it, we'll just make a different band. Yeah. Which I think is... Which they've done three times. Now. I think it's more than three. At the drive-in, Anti-Mask. Mars Volta. Mars Volta. Omar already gets Lopez group, technically. Did Cedric sing on that? Yeah. <laughs> so... Which is weird, because they have the 
the machine gun toll booth or the rapid fi- rapid fire toll booth. Yeah. They have rapid fire toll booth, which is slowed down Goliath. Yeah, I don't. That's... Which was fucking horrible because the one time I've seen the Mars Volta, which is why it took me so long to get into them, it was 2011 in Philadelphia opening for Soundgarden. And they, this is like, if anyone who knows them, Cedric has short hair at the time, and they're playing Nocturnicit songs, and they play, instead of doing Goliath, they do Rapid Fire Tollbooth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there was, um, I don't know if any of you are fans of the Mars Volta out there, but now you they have were really bad live from 2008 to the time where they broke up really well Cedric's voice just kicked the bucket he got too old that and the, they stopped doing drugs they, they it's not even that like they stopped really playing the songs the way that they were on the record they were always doing that though I mean Francis the Mute is literally just hey what if we just made half the record of us tripping out on heroin yeah so like but, like, you can see them at a, a couple of festivals, in Sasquatch Festival or something like that they're playing, and Cedric has to pull Omar away from walking into the amps because they're fucked up on acid. Like, yeah. there's plenty of... Big Day Out it is. Uh-huh. Um, I think the Sasquatch one I'm talking about is the one where Cedric throws all the shit off the stage. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, like, those are stuff. really good shows when they're not having... When they have the lucid moments between complete drug-fueled madness. But that's... The Mars Volta in a nutshell is lucid moments between drug-fueled madness. I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, one of my favorite Mars Volta songs is uh, Cavaletas, I think you pronounce it. Probably not. I'm really bad with pronunciations and shit. I'm sorry Um, for the sound. I just need a piece of gum. Yeah, it's... whatever. We're really bad with, like, keeping this professional about sounds, because I have the window open, the fan came on, now I need some gum, but... Yeah, whatever. You guys will deal with it. Um, that's part of the conversation. Sometimes your friend just starts... It's it's better than Dan getting on his phone in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Well, that was... Whatever. We don't need to talk about that. Um, Tinder matches. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, um... Tinder match-ups. It's... Oh, I thought of a great app. MK11, when it comes out, they could put it on an app like Tinder, and you swipe people based on if you want to fight them. <laughs> I feel like there, there, there was like a, yeah. a running joke of that of like, oh, I'd fight this guy. Yeah. But like, you put your favorite character and you put a picture of yourself and you talk trash and you go, yeah, I'd fight this guy. That's amazing. And then you can connect through the app to your console you're on, and you know it would tell you, oh, do you play Xbox or PlayStation? Yeah. Because if you have the PC port, then go fuck yourself because Warner Brothers uh-huh. doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but you could swipe based on that. You know, it's like the men or the women on Tinder. You can yeah. swipe Xbox or PS4 and match up with people and be like, yeah, let's fight. Then get on. Yeah, that's actually great. NetherRealm, hire me. Yeah, right? That's actually... Someone's going to run with this idea and I will fucking kill you. <laughs> Basically. We're talking about Mortal Kombat here. I know all the finishers. Yeah. Every... I'll do the, the Cassie Cage one where she smacks her jaw off, takes a selfie. I got a Britney t-shirt on again, bitch. (laughs) This is this is twice we've been recording. I wore my Britney Spears t-shirt. He has a he has a Britney Spears t-shirt. This giant. Hey, hey, shut up. There's a guy sneezing outside, like really loud. (laughs) That was. I thought he was yelling at us. Yeah. He didn't like my Britney shirt. No, it's. I mean, it's a great shirt. It's just a white shirt with her on it. It's Britney, bitch. Hell yeah. Should we do um, my topic? Yeah. Yeah. 
I have found, through one of the shitposting group circles, a site called the Video Game Name Generator. You click a button, and it gives you a randomly generated video game name. And glorious, glorious things come so, out of this. So, I thought it would be fun if we would click random ones, hit generate, see what we get, and then talk about what the game would be. Yeah. So I'm going to turn this towards you, so you don't think I'm making shit up here. <laughs> These are all going to sound made up. They are, but uh, I don't know how we're going to verify this unless we'll start live streaming. Eh, Just trust us. That'll come eventually. Night of the Forklift Symphony. Oh, God. Um, Guitar Hero Expansion Pack. I was thinking rhythm game involving construction equipment with some quirky Japanese bullshit in it. Dating sim. Yeah. Part dating sim, part construction management, part rhythm game. Yeah. Like, all the gameplay for the forklift is all, like, music-based and rhythm-based. But that's only your night shift, and then you have, like, yeah. anime waifu dates. And then the rest of the Oh, God, I had to say that word. <laughs> Yikes. That'd be... I, it's like Persona 5, but with heavy machinery. Would you play that? No. I wouldn't play that either. Next one? Yeah. Deep Space Cheese in the Dark. Um... Kind of want to justify that one. I, I don't even know what this would be, to be honest. Skip. Skip it. Elegant Yoga Park. Elegant Yoga Park. I would make this game. <laughs> that is a dead or alive expansion. <laughs> um, I was not appropriate for kids. <laughs> I was thinking it's it's a, a voyeur mod based off of City Skylines. Oh God. <laughs> oh Jesus. You just watch women doing yoga, or you can watch my fat ass doing yoga because I'm good at it. Yeah. Just you know, you just creep on people. Yeah. Um, it's like that one weird Japanese game where all you did was, like, molest people. Yeah. Yeah, that got pulled off the market pretty quick. Would you play Elegant Yoga Park? I, I, would, I wouldn't feel comfortable playing Elegant Yoga Park. Can you do yoga in it, though? Or you just watch people? I feel it? like you just watch people. I feel uh, like that's the point. I might play it if it had a cool soundtrack. <laughs> okay. Fair like, enough. If it, if it had, like, a Simpsons Wave soundtrack. Yeah. Christian Bubblegum Phonics. Christian Bubblegum Phonics. I think this is actually the game that, uh, what's the guy who made Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. I forget, but he had made really creepy Christian games. Yeah. This might be one of his games. Yeah. Like, I feel like it, it teaches you how to, you know, write and read and shit. Scripture. But it's, yeah, it's Christian and I guess there's like a theme of like... Pop no. culture, like bubblegum pop, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Like a pop culture theme Christian like reading. It's like sim. the Bi- the Bible retold through pop culture. Yeah. So like Nicki Minaj is the burning bush. <laughs> what a- Realistically it would be Snoop Dogg here. I yeah. should have said that one first, but I would hope so. I'm just picturing the dimensions of a certain part of Nicki Minaj kind of look like a bush. Yeah. She might also have a bush. Uh and then we're off the air. And yeah. Um, we might cut that out. It's <laughs> no, fine. We're not cutting that out. <laughs> Italian elevator conundrum. So, this is just Hotel Mario. That's all this is. 
It's just a really poor Chinese ripoff. Of a really bad Mario game. That literally the entire thing is just close all the doors and that's it. Italian elevator conundrum. <laughs> See, I'm picturing this as like when they have like the really shitty Halloween knockoffs of like a Sonic costume. It's like Blue Running Man. Yeah. Or, or, or like Hockey Knife Man and it's Jason. Or you know what this is? It's that meme. Me, an intellectual. (laughs) (laughs) Italian elevator can... Throbbing Amish horde. We can't make this shit up. This is left for dead with the Amish. I was going to say dead rising. Dead, whatever. It's dead rising in Lancaster, PA. (laughs) (laughs) I play the shit out of this. I play the shit out of that. Also, Italian elevator conundrum. I've played Hotel Mario. So you can say I would have played it. There's that. <laughs> Throbbing Amish horn. An, an Amish-themed zombie shooter. This is what uh, Epic Games is going to make after uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Because it's going to have a building mechanic because they're Amish. Oh, true. It's going to be a gather-and-build game, but zombies. It's a survival... like It's one of those crafting survival early access yeah. bullshit ones. But with the Amish. Now the question is, are you Amish, or is the is the protagonist like not Amish? Like he's well, like, it's a throbbing Amish horde. Okay, yeah. So it's like Leon Kennedy from fucking Resident Evil Four goes to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, because there's zombies. <laughs> I was actually not like directly that idea, but I had thought like. In the social justice way, there is no Amish representation in video games. And in the words of one of the funniest things that come out of Twitter this year, we need a Disney princess who is Amish. <laughs> we also... How would they even know? They can't even, like... They can't be complaining about representation in a video game. We could totally just rip on the Amish in every video game and they would never know. They would have no idea. This is what we could have done when Puerto Rico didn't have power for a few weeks. <laughs> the entire country could have just shit on Puerto Rico. And they never would have known. <laughs> what why would we do that? Because how funny would it be if they just went back online and like, hey, wait fuck? a minute. <laughs> like, ev- ev- not just like everyone on Facebook. Like, CNN's running articles of like, fuck Puerto Rico. That's am- I don't want to say that's amazing, but that'd be Someone's like... Someone's going to take that out of context. Fucking funny. Yeah, that's going to be taken We out can out do it to the Amish, though. Yeah, we can. No one's going to stop us. Nobody's going to know. It would be really easy to commit a genocide against the Amish. But that'd be... It'd be kind of... Just really let that one run. Shut up. Think about it. It would be easy. Stop. It's true. (laughs) Please Agree with me that it would be easy. This is for their own good. They might have a storage of of nuclear weapons we don't know about. No comment. It's it's true. But you get dropped off in Lancaster, right? And because you're in Amish territory, you have nothing. So you have to, like, build your own shit. Like, you've got to build a base up. It's like DayZ. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Minecraft, actually. Kinda, yeah, except it's like real graphics and Amish zombies. I'd play the living shit out of this. I think this would be Game of the Year material. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. Planet of the Scooter Offensive. The raddest goddamn video game of all time. Do you remember in like the early 2000s, like the somewhat like F-Zero kind of like 3D racing games that would do like all the loops? They were really sci-fi oriented. This is one. This is the Nickelodeon version of that. Definitely. This is like 
Okay, this is the subtitle to Rocket Power, Planet of the Scooter Offensive. Yes, yes. They, it's a fuck. If anybody remembers fucking Rocket Power, like one of the best shows to ever happen to Nickelodeon, yeah, they would be transported to like a planet and they'd have to like... Planet Wiggity. Yeah, Planet Wiggity. And they have to like race these like aliens on scooters or something. It'd be a rad Nickelodeon game. Unlockable characters like Tito. Yeah, or or like other like I feel like Eliza like, Thornberry. Yeah, if it were actually made by Nickelodeon, we'd have like the classic like that era. Like SpongeBob obviously would have to be in it, and then you'd have like Eliza Thornberry, the Angry Beavers, mm-hmm. and like Ro- um, Rocco. Rocco. Yeah. There'd be the one out of place character too. Yeah, like um, like fucking Darth Maul. That'd be, what? Um, I'm just picturing the Tony Hawk game where you can play as No. Ball. Fucking Drake or Josh being the, like, out there character. See, when you said that, I thought of Drake, like, God's plan Drake. And then I pictured Drake in the wheelchair. Degrassi was on Nickelodeon. He wouldn't even need a scooter. Drake, Drake. Homie would just ride around on his wheelchair. Super secret character, Drake in the wheelchair. I'd play the living shit out of Planet of the Scooter Offensive if that were a character. Someone make a mod for any game to play as Drake in a wheelchair. Yes. Bloody skydiving detective. This sounds like a fucking terrible game, actually. I think this is even better for candidate for game of the year. This is Ellie Noir, but solely for skydiving accidents. <laughs> <laughs> the most specific kind of detective. <laughs> you got your homicide desks, you got your arson desks, you got your paranormal detectives. Yeah. It's time we had representation for the skydiving incident detectives. It'd be like a division of the FAA. <laughs> It'd be... Were they really skydiving accidents, or was it murder? dun dun <laughs> Um, still wouldn't play this. What if it had really, really good detective mechanics? Like, really intricate, like, lore-driven puzzles. I couldn't take it seriously. Like, die from skydiving accidents? Do you, like, understand... It's during the Pinochet regime. So it's like, did they die in a skydiving accident, or was it one of those helicopter rides? Okay. Okay, if it It's in South into... America. If it turned into that sort of game, fine. And that's a horrible fucking title. Yeah. But yeah. I think it has potential. Definitely. A psychological thriller. Hip hop shopping zombies. This is a phone game. This is definitely a phone game. Um it really like what else do you have to say? Hip hop shopping zombies. They're zombies, and they go to the mall, and it's like a... All you do is just buy microtransaction outfits yeah. for your zombies. Yeah, it's just like, it's a, it's a zombie dress-up game. That's what it is. Have you heard of this new Harry Potter phone game? Uh, no. There's, uh, nothing really happens in it, Harry Potter phone game. And everything is driven by energy, mm-hmm. and the way to get energy is to either wait... Or microtransactions. Yeah, that's, um... The first one that makes you do it, they literally choke a child and say, you can either wait or pay us money. They just straight up choke a kid and say, pay us. What the fuck? I mean, this is... I have to look into this now. 
I was watching the Jimquisition on it, and my aunt was posting about the game because she really likes Harry Potter. And yeah. I, th- I think it's that game she was posting about. Like, yeah. Can't imagine there's many out. Um, but that is just fucking horrendous. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, nothing happens in that game. All you do is just pay money to continue going. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's the same thing as, like, there's a Simpsons game that's like that, and a but that's that's, that's like, like one of those that. where you tap and build your base. Those yeah. are all like the Clash of Clans took off, like the baby's first RTS. Yeah. This is like a story-driven narrative. That's insane. It's it's like... Imagine playing Half-Life without... I'm trying to think. There's too much combat in that. Yeah. Imagine playing uh, Ellen Page and Still Just a Rat in a Cage Rage. Yeah. If you know what game we're talking about, we are never going to refer that game by its real title. I'm going to start playing it soon, and I will never not call it Ellen Page Prophets of Rage. Yeah. It's just going to get... It, there's only so many things that rhyme with cage. Ellen, Ellen Page, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Ellen Page Prophets of Rage. Yeah. The Ellen Page cage. Of rage. Of rage. Yeah, there's whatever. just so... I'll, I'll have to find more words that are like uh, approximate rhymes to rage. Yeah. Cage. Forget, page. Forgot what her fucking name is. <laughs> Ellen yeah. Ragin, Ragin and Pagin. Ellen the Pagin, Ragin, Cajun. There we go. There we Perfect. go. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Completely lost where we're. I'm going to start playing that game soon. Yeah. But it's imagine that, but with microtransactions every time you have a, a quick time event. They somehow made quick time events worse. That's insane. And speaking of microtransactions, I thought of this today. There's microtransactions in dating apps. Yeah, there are. Which I find bizarre. What I want to find, though, is loot boxes in loot dating Loot boxes apps. in dating apps. Somewhere, someone at Activision Blizzard just fucking came from hearing that. Oh, God. Or Facebook, who said they're going to put out a dating app. Yeah, I mean, Oh, no. It was only a matter of time. I left it open. He, yeah. can, he can hear me. Hi, Zuck. Yeah, we're staring at a laptop, you know, looking at these and hi Zuck. Looking into the eyes of the Zuck. You're a fucking soulless entity at this point. Okay, anyway, next game. I would not play this. No. I would look at it and laugh. <laughs> now this This one, however, Samurai Moon Farmer. Are you picturing what I'm picturing? Um Like uh like a Japanese Imperial air not Imperial, but like Medieval Japanese era farming, but on the moon. It's like Stardew Valley, but in the 1400s in Japan. So, the moon is a very symbolic thing for Japan. So, it doesn't need to necessarily take place on the moon. I like the idea that it's on the moon. Feudal Japan farming simulator, but you're a samurai. So, it's kind of like... Hire a samurai. Yeah. It's kind of like Harvest Moon, but you also have to defend your land. I... That'd be dope, right? I really like that. Yeah. The so problem like, is this is starting to sound like Clash of Clans. But, like, you're one guy. Even as a Clash of Clans clone, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. It's just a cool aesthetic. You're one guy. You're one farmer. You have one farm. You can eventually, like, hire people. Hire a samurai. Yeah, get a wife and kids. But, like, you know. Commit seppuku when you dishonor yeah, them. Yeah, you can kill yourself. It's fine. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, so... And then that one guy will come and take pictures of you when you're in the suicide forest. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Another angle, too. So that's all going on. And, you know, because you're a samurai, you're... Essentially, to be a samurai, you have to be, like, involved in politics in some degree. 
So shit's going down in feudal Japan, but you're not there for any of it. You're just at the remote farm. So you get letters periodically about like what the fuck is going on. Oh, and so that's kind of like get, the lore? Yeah. I like that a lot. So it's, I kind of want to make this game. Yeah, it's kind of almost like a weird like papers please angle. Where like shit's going on in the background. You gotta pick who you're sending food yeah, to. Yeah, and you need to like figure out like, oh shit, like. Do I let them march their troops through my land? Do I yeah. give them food? Do I do do I trade a bunch of crops for a gun? That's very not cool for a samurai, but like, get with the times, man. You know, like decisions like that. That'd be dope. I really like this set in the the Warring Clans era where they were just trying to all capture the capital. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah, because then you have to figure out, like, whose side you're on, you know, why, you know, you accidentally, like, and the whole thing starts because you send your crop to the wrong people, and that starts, like, people like, oh, shit, and then that ends up starting some sort of thing, and, like, you're kind of caught in the middle of it, but you never really leave your farm, so you're kind of, like vicariously living through these like things but then like people like hitmen will just show up to your house and you're like what the fuck did i do and you sent crops or like you're siding with the wrong people so these people are trying to kill you and yeah it'd be one of those like a papers please with those 20 different endings yeah it'd be so rad that that sounds like a really good game it does i'd be all about that game i kind of want to make that game yeah let's figure it out damn that sounds really fun it's lit Alright. Get ready for this, Internet. Hold on. The subtitle to this is just going to be Battle Royale. Yeah. Caribbean Techno Slaughter. Wait a minute. That's Hotline Miami. Yeah. That's literally just Hotline Miami. This is just Hotline Miami. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Because everything's a Battle Royale. Get ready for our E3 episode. It's going to be funny. Pre-3 episode. Yeah, whatever. I like the name of calling it Pre-3. Pre-3. Yeah, we'll call it Pre-3. This is not that. This is fun. No, that's when I'm just going to sit there and jerk off uh, 2077. Yeah. So, Caribbean Techno Slaughter. I have played Hotline Miami. I liked Hotline Miami. So I'd probably play the knockoff. I've listened to Hotline Bling, so... Song is lit. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I don't really have anything to add here. Remote Tricycle Express. This dead ass is in. Well, I don't know. The way that this title is like spelled out here Remote Tricycle Express, it sounds like a British game. Yeah. So this is a British. Primary school life simulator. Oh, so it's like those Japanese ones where you have to go to school and everything, but it's British primary school? Yeah, but it, it's like bully, but you're like seven. Oi, bruv. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a permit for that. But like, I don't know if, you know, people... British schools are oh, notorious for being like really, really tough. Not like, not educationally <laughs> but like socially come to an american school i'll like, show you tough yeah like <laughs> they get so tough we'll start shooting you like kids are getting the shit kicked out of them and shoved in the lockers at like eight years old so this would kind of be like a really like it'd be like bully but you're like really young so you ride your tricycle everywhere i'm like just i don't know 
It'd be cool. I'd, I'd, I'd dig it if that were the game. I I'd... pictured this as like a Horizon Zero Dawn. Like it's three code words that make no sense. Yeah, fair enough. But um, your British thing made me think of when the... I think it's when the Queen dies. Um, I think it's actually when the last King died. It was uh, Hyde Park... Hyde Park Square, Hyde Park Circle. Yeah. Was like the code word they would use so that no one else would pick up like the King is dead. Um, and I'm pretty sure now it's... Actually, that might be the one now, and the prior one was London Bridge is Falling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some type of, like, British MI6 code word. Yeah. I would like to think it's, like, in a near future, like, maybe, like, the V for Vendetta world, because Britain's kind of starting to turn into Orwellian as shit. Oh, boy. I would like to think it's one of those, like, um, like a modern reinterpretation of, you know, like, the uh, the, the Guy Fox uh, thing. Yeah. Of taking down, you know, the British Parliament. Yeah, okay. But, but you play as MI6 to foil it. I'm down. I think I Because then there would be that twist of like, oh, we gotta save our country for, for, yeah. for queen and country. And then it's like, look at this Orwellian society we're in. Like, we want to bring this down. And it's like, all of a sudden it turns into like, oh shit, like... Did I just describe We Happy Few, actually? Um... I don't know, because apparently We Happy Few got tarnished by... Thanks, Gearbox. Yeah, Gearbox is not a good company. But I would play either of those games. Whether or not it was Bully But You're Younger or a crazy espionage game. I'd be into either of them. Mixed. You're seven. That's an espionage And you're part of MI6. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) this is like... The best crossover ever? Yeah. Phoenix Wright, Ice City. Where to even start? You're a... Like, obviously you're fucking Phoenix Wright. It's a but Phoenix I don't Wright think game. it's Ice as in, like, Icy Sub-Zero. Yeah. I think it's Ice as in, like, Cho. Check out all that ice he's got. Yeah, so... This, takes, this is Phoenix Wright Atlanta. Yeah, so this is Phoenix Wright defending Mumble Rappers. this is all based around the trial of uh xxx tentacion beating his girlfriend oh my god that's so fucked (laughs) objection hey (laughs) hey yup um okay so that's i'm like but you is your man's hey can't keep my soap a peanut (laughs) yo (laughs) dab dab hard oh my god yeah no that that'd be That'd be the shit post version. I feel like the for you fucking nerds. No, I'm kidding. Um, people who like Phoenix Wright games. Yeah, people who actually like Phoenix Wright games. Um, the only thing that I can think of when I think of Ice City is like the ice climbers. <laughs> so there's been a murder. What is it? Nana and Popo. I don't know, it's the Popo. Nana killed Popo. Oh, shit. And Phoenix Wright's gotta figure out what the fuck happened. And there's your game. Nintendo fan. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that that gush? Yeah. Of all of them? And it's coming to the Switch! Yeah. Okay. So... This isn't even a game! No, this is... Oh my god. So, this is in-your-face programming trainer. 
This is something that you would buy for Windows 98. Um, you were very curious about video game programming. And you had somebody... It would be a lot of full motion video explanations starring, like, fucking Gary Busey or something. Oh. I... I th I completely thought you were going to go with someone else for In Your Face. I thought this was going to be the programmer tutorial for Duke Nukem Mods. Oh, shit. Game changer. It's literally just Duke talking shit it's to you. It's Duke Nukem narrating a programming training software. And he teaches you how to make action games. Because those were like so... That... I... We could do a whole podcast about the significance of that shit. We are going to. We were, we're going, going to. Yeah. We had our discussion before of uh, the John and John, Carmack yeah. and Romero. Yes. That's going to be another podcast because we're already almost an hour into this one. And that that one's going to be a long That podcast. might be a two-hour episode. Yeah. So we're going to save that. But yes, this is Duke Nukem yelling at you on how to program a... Old school first person shooter. Can we send a copy to Digital Homicide? <laughs> Anyone who's going to get that joke will find that hilarious, oh but also no one will. God. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Anyway. Jim Sterling, if you're listening, you'll get that. Hey, buddy. Okay. So, holy Ooh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so this next one, I would, first of all, in your face programming trainer would have been the first thing I would have ever downloaded onto a computer ever. Yeah. I would that, love the shit. That should have come with Microsoft Word. Easy. Miniature bedtime groove, however. I'm picturing so, Child of Light, but you play as Prince. Okay. It's like one of those big head scary world. Like it's like when, like Prince is going to sleep and as he's like falling asleep he has this dream and it's just a 2D indie platformer. But it's like Prince. But it's theme. Prince. I would love that. My mind went down a totally different path. This, to me, sounds like a mod someone would make from The Sims oh. to make it just all about, like, the whoopee, they call it. Sex. Yeah. So this is, like, the sex simulator Sims mod. My mind went a way different place. Yeah, I would gonna, definitely play the Prince game. That Prince game sounds fun. It sounds fun, and I love Prince, and rest in peace. He's one of the greatest musicians to ever live. But, okay, next game. Legendary ba Vampire Collection. That's not even a game. Um, so That's just Vampire the Masquerades. Or, That's just literally the Steam Bundle of it. Yeah. Or, okay, so, correct me if I'm wrong, internet, um... As if they're going to... Yeah, as if anybody's going to give a shit. I love you all that are listening. Um, so, isn't Dante from Devil May Cry... I know he's not in the English version, but doesn't something say that he's a vampire in the Japanese version of the game? I, correct me if I'm wrong, but if that's the case, Legendary Vampire Collection is just the Devil May Cry Collection. Okay. I'm either going to call you a fucking dipshit or go, oh, wow, that was really insightful. I'm pretty, like, I don't know if that was that's true or not. I just remember hearing that in some of the dialogues in the Japanese version of the game, they reference the fact that he might be a vampire. I don't know for sure. 
And it's something that... He's the second son of the demon Sparta and the human Ava. Okay, so he's just like a demon guy. Uh, I don't know about the Japanese versions. Yeah. I mean, it's probably it probably holds true in the Japanese versions as well. So I'm probably not speaking correctly. No, I, like I said, this is just Vampire the Masquerade's bundle on yeah. Steam. Or Castlevania Collection. Also that. <laughs> well, who owns the rights to it? Don't remind me. Mm, you're never okay. getting another one. No. Okay, so... Next game. Beautiful Ballet Hero. First of all... I don't know if I'd play Legendary Vampire Collection because I don't know what games are entitled. Beautiful Ballet Hero, however... Beautiful Joe... Ooh. Decides. It's like Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. So this is a rhythm game set in Beautiful Joe, his universe, and he decides, hey man, fighting is kind of like dancing. So he joins a ballet, and then shit happens. It's like a weird like Beautiful scene Joe Like that scene in Black Swan? Yeah. Yeah, like, shit goes down. That scene in Black Swan that, that we all talking about? That's a good scene. Oh my god. That's a really good scene. No comment. Um, Mila Kunis goes down on Natalie Portman. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Objectively rad. Anyway, yeah, I'd play that. Religious Cheese Racer. However. I think this is an expansion pack to our Amish game. No. You know what this is? This is a mod for... Have you heard of Zoo Race? <laughs> One of the worst programmed games ever made. It was a meme for a while. It was the um, the talk of the holiday season for like YouTube um, because it was just so badly programmed. I remember one time I had sent you a random shit post and said, this game will make you come in five seconds, and it was that it game. It was Zoo Race. <laughs> Zoo Racer. So Religious Cheese Racer is a mod where instead of animals, you are different kinds of cheese. I actually kind of like this. I would actually play a cheese fighting game. Yeah. It'd be one of those quirky, like, $1.99 on Steam ones. Manchego, the final boss. No, it's a cheese grater. True. Also that. But Manchego would be, like, the second boss. I have Manchego in the fridge if you want some after. It's the best goddamn cheese in the world. Anyway. We'll have some after. Okay. Yeah. The cheese drunk. Play the shit out of Religious Cheese Racer. Educational Aerobics Melee is... Uh, this is a, a Smash Bros. Melee mod. Yeah. Where they put Wii Fit Trainer in, and only Wii Fit Trainer. Yeah, it's just Wii Fit Trainer fighting Wii Fit Trainer. Instead of Master Hand, it's a bigger Wii Fit Trainer. Who's controlled by another person actually playing Wii Fit. Yeah. Like you have to use the board. Which would be terrible. That would make it unplayable. It's already a fucking Wii Fit game. It's not a game. Yeah. I'm not about this. No, I don't want to play, play it. it. I don't um, want to play that. No. No thank you. We got, t we got time for a few more. We're about an hour in. You can deal with it. Stoic Rocket Punch-Out. Stoic Rocket Punch-Out. I feel like this is a Famicom game that never got released on the NES, and it's like... Stoic Japanese businessmen 
like having like a western standoff like to draw your pistols but it's like the mecha rocket punch yeah like something wild like that like yeah like, you have to like progress your way all the way up to like the boss's like the CEO's room you yeah. get all the way up to the top of there and you're just like walking up to other Japanese businessmen just going rocket punch <laughs> oh my god but it's like you know it's an NES game yeah. you know, Famicom game so it's like you know, it yeah. doesn't really need to be that great a gameplay. No, There's not a big not narrative going on here. But then, like, the final boss is, like, we a fit cat. trainer. The Wii Fit Trainer. It'd be, like, a cat or a dog or, you know, something quirky like that. A cow. Maybe. What is this? Suit of Five Ones first game? Yeah. No, oh, this is totally yeah. something he would this make, Suit of Five Ones first game. Definitely. Okay. Stoic Rocket Punch-Out. I'd probably play it. I'd probably own it, but, like, never play it. Quiet Moped Assassins. Um, what? I don't even know. The first, I feel like this would be like a... I mean, we're going to go to the easy one here. This is just Assassin's Creed in modern Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Assassin's Creed in modern Italy. And but I kind of want to have more fun with this one. Uh, see, I was going to go with the the IRA was famous for putting nail bombs on mopeds. The Irish are not exactly quiet. No. Neither was the the IRA. No, so. not at all. Who's a quiet group of assassins? Someone out there screaming right now, going. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I mean, the Italian mob kept quiet till they didn't want to. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. You play as a an assassin for the the mob. Yeah, you're an Italian mobster assassin. But guy. it's like a proper like. Assassin. Yeah, it's kind of like GTA, but like you can't really go in. I'm thinking of more like Metal Gear, like it's in the Fox engine. Yeah, okay. Like you gotta go stealthy, and like you're kind of known for having your moped, like that's why it's Quiet Moped Assassins. Like that's like part of your like thing, is like he has a moped. Yeah. Like you can use it in like action scenes, like fucking kick with it. Yeah. Like it's a little moped. It's like one of those comical mopeds. <laughs> This is another Suda 5-1 game where it's like, everything's completely straight-faced about it, but you just have a moped as a weapon. Yeah. And you can ride it. It's like how uh, the Ninja Turtles and Injustice 2 can just get on the skateboard mid-fight. <laughs> Which, by the way, we've been kind of playing Injustice 2 every time I come over here, and oh my god, it's so good. The it's Ninja so Turtles good. were done so well. The Ninja I Turtles were done well. Hellboy is perfect. The one post I saw someone making about it was, I would love to see a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game done in the engine of Arkham City. Oh my god, that'd be unbelievable. That'd be so fun. That'd be so good. Oh. God, I just can't. I would love that. I'd play the shit out of that. So much. Too bad it would be owned by WB Games, who ruins everything. Yeah. Oh well. A man can dream, I guess. Wow. I think this is going to be our one to cap it off. That This has to be one of the greatest titles I've ever seen in my life. This is, you know what this is? And I'm, I'm slow rolling this for you on purpose. This is like a PS1 game that'd be worth like... $200 now because nobody played it when it came out but it's fucking amazing in search of the kabuki bastards oh my god 
I don't even know where to go. I with don't this. even know where that I... title is. Just amazing. It'd be like a detective sim. First of all, we have to save this name. Yeah. Because this is going to be like a song title or something. Maybe we'll title the episode this. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, it, I almost like, don't want to come up with one because I feel like I would be doing the title yeah. injustice. It'd be like a detective game, but like it, you'd also have like a fighting element in there. I'm picturing like... Uh, I'm trying to think of like what to compare it to. You know, like, the, the Max Payne-type games? A little more detective-style of that. Like, yeah. Like, like the, the, the Shenmue's, right? Those are the ones that had that as well? Yeah. Like a, I'm thinking yeah, of, it'd be like a Shenmue kind of game. Yeah. I'm thinking of one of those, but a little more scaled back to, like, plot rather than just all yeah. about action. But I'm totally picturing, like... A shootout in like a nice Tokyo seafood restaurant. Yeah. Where like, you know, water's coming out of the fish tanks and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like rolling down the street in the rain with someone like having a laugh. Yeah. And like the whole, the whole thing, like, I guess would start off like with an assassination at a kabuki, you know, performance, which is like a traditional Japanese thing. Um, I feel like this, yeah, this would be like an, like a, a hidden gem for like the ps1 or the dreamcast or something big in japan really small release in the u.s and it'd be worth like a ton of money right now this is like i'm picturing like the level of quality is like a psychonauts yeah i'm like i can't describe where to put this not like the world like psychonauts but that feeling that psychonauts gives you gives you of like there's no other game like this. Yeah, and it just that. sucks you into the world. Shout out to Psychonauts. What a phenomenal game, even now. It's just so good. The platforming's nice. Like it's I little... think Psychonauts is, by far and away, the best like 3D platformer type. Yeah. You know, it had Jack and Daxter and Spyros were all in that as well, but... I. I still gotta give it to the Sly Cooper games. See, like, those are good, but, like, there's just... The world of Psychonauts is just... Yeah. Well, the, this is definitely the best three... Psychonauts is definitely the best 3D platformer to come out for the Xbox. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah. Psychonauts is unbelievable. Um, you can find it anywhere these days. It's on Steam. It's on PS4. It's on Steam for like 10 bucks. It's on PS4. Just probably about that. Go get it. Just go get it. Just play it. Oh my god, play it. But I'm picturing the level of quality of In Search of the Kabuki Bastards to be like that. Yeah, definitely. It'd be, yeah, it'd be like all the characters are like super memorable. All the like all the sequences and stuff are super memorable. The levels like you're gonna talk about it. like this is just like I just feel like this game would be like one of the best games for like the PlayStation One or the Dreamcast or something. It's one like of that. those like gems that no one's ever played. Yeah, yeah, and it like sees light years later on like a virtual console, and then like so the original you know the original skyrockets in price because like nobody heard of this game and all of a sudden it's on virtual consoles and they're like oh shit like did this game exist before yeah it did let me go buy it oh wait it's like 300 bucks yeah so that's like the 
perfect one, I feel like, to cap this off with. I would play the shit out of this. Yeah, this would probably, like, I just, I love this title (laughs) so much. Because there's so many levels there. This might, like, if this game existed, it might be one of my favorites Mm. ever made, honestly. You know what I can totally picture? You know that, like, Chill Wave YouTube channel? Yeah. I'm picturing, like, you know the one that has, like, the Japanese city as the background? Like, just, like, a kind of animated rainy Japanese city? That's the title screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, a kind of, like, jazzy, chill wave beat going on. And then it's just In Search of the Kabuki Bastards. Yeah. But it's got, like, obviously that level of over-the-top. Yeah, it's it's over-the-top. It might even have, like, the combos come up in hits. Yeah. But it's got this, like mellow, dramatic to it, but it still doesn't take itself fully yeah. seriously. Like, every character is introduced with that whole, like, you know, shing cuts to, like, just them with, like, a weird, crazy fucking background, big noise, their name pops up in, like, neon colors under them, like... Suda 5-1 is gonna attack us. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it'd be a su- it'd be, like, a golden era Suda 5-1 game. This is the Lost Killer 7. Yeah, this is like the prequel to Killer 7. Boom. This is somewhere between Killer 7 and Yakuza. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I'm picturing. Yeah. It'd be so good. It'd be so good. And yeah, so if you if you want to get in on this, um, this... If we get enough people, let's start a Patreon and make this game. Yeah, right? So this is um, the video game name generator. I'll put the link to it in the show notes. It's really fun. It's fun to come up with these. There were a couple of them that like I saw when he introduced me to this. I was like kind of clicking through, and there were some that I found that were like pretty damn funny. So, it's cool. And I had one on here. Uh, let me see if I can grab it real quick before we get off. That was I was gonna bring it up, but we got so enthralled by In Search of the Kabuki Bastards. Yeah, I feel like this is a really good place to come up with like album titles too. <laughs> the Muppets Metal Racer. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Side note before we get off of In Search of the Kabuki Bastards, the Muppets Metal Racer would be one of those like late 90s, early 2000s, like everyone had to have like their own Mario Kart. Yeah. But for the Muppets. But death metal. Yeah. It'd be like Twisted Metal. Right. But Muppets. But Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> but no difference. Like it'd be rated M. It'd be terrible. The, they'd all knock off names like Kremit. Yeah. But yeah, In Search of the Kabuki Bastards, I think the best name on Video Game Name Generator. Yeah, that was, that's insane. If you can top that, please, you know, write us. I'll, we'll, we'll have an email probably by the next episode, so I'll retroactively put that in the show notes, and then you can email us if you've come up with any good ones. So yeah, I'll put the link in the notes for this. This is great. This was really fun. Side note, if anyone wants to make album or not album, but game artwork for one of these, specifically in search of the Kabuki Bastards. Yeah, please. Please email it to please us. Please send us that, because that'd be... Oh, man. Like, I want this to be a game. Like, I feel like this should be a game already. All right, we're gushing. We need to stop. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that was that was fun. That definitely. was a fun time. That was two good topics. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Um, I think next time we do our... John Carmack vs. John Romero. Yeah, so the next one's probably going to be very, very long. Um, get ready for that. We might yell. This is going to get... It's going to get really, really deep into, like, the development process of games, which, like, we can gush about video games, like, all we want, but, like, you know, we're both 
you know, creative types. Like we, we make things like I, you know, we make music. He codes video games. I, you know, I'm a writer. It's, we're really big fans of the creative process and like the people behind things are just as important to us as the product itself. Um, so we're going to go really in depth in that on the next episode. But uh, thank you for listening. This has been the Fish Drunk po Podcast, and you have been wonderful if you have been listening. Um, we have a Twitter. You can go follow us on that at Fish Drunk Pod. Um, our SoundCloud is also SoundCloud.com. SoundCloud Game on Fleek. Clout yeah. maxed out. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, please, for the love of God, and rate us five stars, even though even if you don't mean it, because people will see it. Hey, I know everyone does the five or the one. I don't mind if you do a three. Like, this is probably only a three-level podcast, let's be honest. We're not Hello Internet. But do the five, because you love us. I'll take four. Whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, um, we're on everywhere at Fish Drunk Pod, Twitter, um, SoundCloud is like our main like feed. Um, we're also on iTunes, you know, subscribe there. I'm trying to get us on Stitcher, but Stitcher has been kind of not kind to me. And eventually we're going to start streaming on Twitch, so we'll let you know when that happens. But thank you guys so much for watching, and um, yeah. Goodbye. Three dog out? Three dog out. Three dog out. <laughs>